nobody judging me. No surprise they're judging me. Don't know who I'm supposed to be. I'm just acting up. I'm precious fucking never saying sorry. Found out in the end that I can only do it for me. You call it sensitive and I call it superpower. You just like empathy because you think it gives you power. All I know is only God can judge me. I don't hide my heart. I wear it on me. episode of the Back Porch Conjure. I am Aoife Abeo. Grab a seat, cup a squat, get a chair, pillow. Psh, hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something to drink, something cold, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere, for real. It is. Get your drink on. You can do it. First off, this is a special podcast. Tomorrow is March 18th. Now, a lot took place on March 18th. March 18th, I had my son. He's going to be 39 years old tomorrow. It is also the day I got initiated. I will be six years old in Santo. This podcast is about everything. I have a godson that every month 
on the 18th, like clockwork. He sends me a text, happy birthday, Yahweh. Every month, every month on the 18th, he acknowledged my day. No one told him to do it. No one, you know, but he does it. And he's been doing it for the last six years. <laughs> no one believed that I would get crowned. Nobody believed what I believed in. I prayed that my family would love this way of life, this religion as I do, and to have faith. I can teach a lot of things. I can't teach faith. And when I tell you, I prayed. I prayed that my family, my kids, my grandkids would see the beauty and the love and the miracles that happened in this religion. Not a one. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. Not a one so far. Not a one. I try to explain it's not so you can be popular. It's not so you can meet people. It's not so you can, you know, connect with people if you feel alone or if you feel an outcast. It's not for that. It's for you to get your life in order. I didn't choose the day. My godmother and them did. They cast and they said, this is the day. I remember telling my children. And to me, it was so important to me that I thought all of them would make a way to be there and celebrate with me. Not going to lie. Now, I'm not saying this because I want people's sympathy or anything like that. No, I'm letting you know my life. I would assume that they would all be there. Like, my mother's getting crowned. Oh, my God. No. My daughter was in labor. So she had my grandson on the 16th, and she had to stay there. My daughter came home on the 19th. Yes. Well, yeah. Right? So she had a newborn. But everybody else? I remember telling my nieces and my sister-in-law, because whenever they had something, I showed up. I showed up, whether I was sick, whether whatever. If I flew up, I remember my niece had her baby shower, and they called me, and I was like, I'm on my way, and I came up. I brought the kids. Like, I showed up at every event that they had, and no one. And mind you, I got crowned in the Bronx. My sister-in-law could have walked, took the bus, or drove, because her man had a car. No one came. She said, oh, no, you know, mm -mm, I don't feel comfortable. My brothers and them, my brother was living in the Bronx. None of them. My sister, none of them. None of them came. Not a one. No one. My daughter, Dee Dee, came because I had a shop, and I told her, I said, can you, I was running the Botanica, it was mine. Um, I was like, can you, you know, if you want to come, you can. So she came, she did, she came. And that was it. And I was grateful because she came for the drumming, she came. Um, but everybody's spiritual was there for me. 
And when I became a Yahweh, they made fun of me, my family. When I tell you they made fun of me, they called me stupid, ignorant. I'm dumb because I wasted this money and I have nowhere to live. And, you know, why am I turning my back on God? And if I come to their house, because I was like, well, I can't eat at the table and I can't um, take pictures. Oh, we're going to take pictures and blast this. We're going to talk about you. You're stupid. For real. Dead serious. When I got initiated in March, you're, you're in white for a year and seven days. So all the holidays and stuff. I just stayed, you know, I was staying. For the first three months, I stayed at my daughter's house. And once that was over, I went into a shelter. I was a Yahweh in the shelter. When I tell you, man, my family had jokes on me. Dogged me out. Talked about me, gossiped about me. Oh, my God. I was on Jamaica Avenue. My son came up to New York. My brother was like, you know, you look like Whoopi Goldberg. And my son was sitting there cracking jokes as well. Like, it was like it was a joke. They didn't care about my feelings or anything like that. But I was strong. I didn't, you know, because I, I, I knew... What my Itai, and Itai is a book that you get, and it talks about your life. And I already knew what my Itai said. So you're not always prepared for it, but when it happens, all you can do is say, wow. <laughs> That's it. So you can do is say, wow. So I, um, I did. I, I prayed that my kids would see it and see the beauty in it. Um, but I will say, you know, I always tell everyone that my daughter, Didi, if you are Yahweh, you wouldn't want her around you because she makes sure no one touches you. No, don't touch her. This is Yahweh. Don't touch her. No, like, for real. Um... And when I got finished with my year in white, my daughter took me to get my nails done and brought me my first outfit. Green and white. <laughs> green sneakers, green stretchies. Oh, well, I always had white. So I still wore like some of my white shirts and stuff. And my head wraps. Never forget it. And I was so grateful. I was. I was so grateful. And she made sure that I, you know, had panties, like color panties and bras and stuff. And she was like, okay, I'm going to spend this. So, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, wow. I think that's why I, if she asks me for something, I always be like, yeah. Because the crucial times where I, I didn't think that no one would stand up. She did. I, I will give her that. She did. I'm not giving her accolades, but she did. And you appreciate the little things that people do. And, you know, you, you because they don't have to. So I did my year, seven days in white. Every day when I left out of that shelter, I would go right to the river and talk and cry and laugh and just 
appreciate being by the river. And above me was these train tracks and a bridge. And I would appreciate that Ogun and Oshun, because that's my crown, um, would be there. And everywhere I lived, you they were there, right? Some form or another, they were there. The train station was over, it's right there. Like, water was not, you know, a stone throw away. And it was, it was beautiful when I think about it now. Um... I am I am making this po- this podcast because when you are on your spiritual journey, not everybody's going to agree with it. Not everybody's going to sign up for it. You will think that your friends and them would be there, and they may not. I don't want you to take it personal. I don't. I was on the phone today with my son. And he said, you know, his students and them gave him a little party. Now, prior to it, he was like, you know, no one's going to do nothing for me. My birthday is on Saturday. School is, you know, today is the last day until Monday. But his students shocked him and his boss and they gave him a cake and everything. He posted it on Facebook. So it's not, oh, wow, she's talking about that. No, he posted it on Facebook. So then he goes, I'm waiting for what my mother is going to get me. And I was like, oh, I don't want you to wait. I'm not getting you nothing. And he, the whole conversation shifted because I told him, I said, I spent everything for my Arisha. And he said, oh, well, there's an Odu and I'm going to copy it for you. That, you know, you can't only worship the Arisha. You got to make sure your family's good. I do make sure y'all good. People in your family will try to guilt you. They will try to make you feel like your choices are bad. They will make it feel like you are the one that is crazy. You're the one that don't have it all together. Because he's quick to tell me, oh, you just like them Christians. You you know, everything is a reach out. You know, everything. And I said, no, I don't I don't follow everything. And he was like, I know. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. I follow what needs to be followed. Now, if I was down closer, I would have been at my godfather's house, getting my head rogated, being at drummings, like working more. But I moved up here. So I, that's that part. But I'm going to make sure they have, because they always make sure I have. So he was like, yeah, whatever. You don't owe me an explanation. You know, like, I'm like, you'll be 39 years old. Oh, she loved you so much. She chose to allow you to know her even on the day you were born. That's a beautiful thing. Well, I'm just letting you know. You know, and then he threw my granddaughter in it. He was like, oh, he said, like my daughter. I asked her, oh, um, do your grandmother call you? Did you call your grandmother? So my granddaughter told her, oh, well, she don't call me. Ladies and gentlemen, I love my grandkids. I do. I love every single one of them. Right? 
One day, my granddaughter called me and she said, my father told me to ask you to buy me an iPad. I said, am I buying nine of them? Because my daughter was pregnant. So I said, am I buying nine iPads? No, I only want one. I said, well, it's nine of y'all. Am I buying nine? Because why am I going to give one and not give everyone else something? Oh, well, you don't have to tell them. No, that's not how that works. So she stopped calling me. I text her every so often when she got her phone. When we were in Messenger, Kids Messenger, I would text her or I would write on her mother's page. I'm not giving excuses, right? But I don't need to go through my son to talk to my granddaughter. But whenever she has a birthday or something, I give something to my other daughter because she lives down there and be like, oh, well, get this for her, right? So even when she said, and she's 10, even when she said, um, when they was at the birthday, my daughter and all them went, and she was like, Grandma Buddha didn't buy nothing. And she was like, yeah, she did. She gave me the money. She, your gift is over there. And she said, oh. I <clears throat> will laugh at a lot of things. Now, when it first took place, and we're talking about six years ago, oh, that rocked me. That rocked me. I I went down after I became a Yahoo, right? And I'm out. I went down to visit my son and them, and I went down to Atlanta. And every day I worked. Every day I worked. I sacrificed every dime I had. My daughter and them needed something. I gave them the money. My son and them needed something. I gave them the money. And I was the greatest mom since birth. So it took me three years to receive my Arisha because I gave everyone else. The most important thing in my life that I wanted so bad so I can have a healthy life and be here to walk upon this earth. I sacrificed that. And the more I did, I'm not even going to lie to y'all, I got sick. I would go and get needles every month in my back and in my neck and in my head. Oh, my God. Just thinking about that is like the worst. I don't know if y'all ever had to deal with nerve damage, fibromyalgia, and, you know, all of that. And I would... I would go through this every month by myself. I would go up to the hospitals, get these needles in my back, in my head, in my neck. I would go through surgery. Now, I will say, the first surgery I had, I went, I did everything I was supposed to do spiritually because I was a young woman. And my son-in-law came. It was a blizzard. He came. He stood by me. I will say that. But other than that, nah, my kids, no. And I remember when my daughter and her, her and her friend came up to see the doctor with me, right? Finally, they came up. And the nurse that's always there holding my hand that was there, she felt some kind of way. Like, you know, these are your kids. They should have been here. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay. 
They, they never came back with me after that. So, okay. And you don't expect your kids, because they are grown. I don't hold no animosity. I love the fuck out of them. Love their children. I don't hold no animosity. I'm not the world's greatest parent. I'm not going to say that. I had my son when I was 14. They, I, I bust my ass. I made sure they had. You know, um, I didn't sugarcoat anything because I knew what that world was about. I didn't sit there and, let's get milk and cookies and hope. No. You go out there, you do A, B, and C, your ass going to get caught. Listen, this person, you got to be careful. This person going to pimp you. Watch out. Don't sell no goddamn drugs. And I whooped their ass to keep them out of jail Selling drugs, all of that. No, I need you in school. I need you to get a life. I need you to take care of your family. However you see it, that's how you do it. So, I don't regret anything I've done at all. I don't. I don't have no regrets. I remember, side note, my pops, when he was laying, you know, as he was dying. I said, Pop, you have any regrets? He said, hell no. So, I did the best I can and used everything I got. He said, I'm good, and I want to be the same way. I'm good. So, I, I just, I, I just want y'all to know that, man, follow your passion. Follow your dream. Follow, no one in your family, if they don't support you, who gives a flying fuck? I'm for real. Who gives a fuck? I remember when I was down at the Ogun drumming. And this little boy was getting crowned Ogun. Oshun came down. You know what she said? And I remember saying this to my kids. And my son caught a fence. But Oshun said, I don't like the way your kids treat you. I handle it, not you. And I said, okay. All right, mama. She said, I'll handle it, not you. And I, I, I'm not even going to stress it. So I was telling him, and he was like, oh, please, Oshun. And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, never mind, never mind, because, you know, you're, you're so. And I'm like, okay, let's back up, All right? And then when I remember going to a Shango drum in Cabo Sile, because I, I just had to go. And Shango said, I heard every conversation you had with me. He said, the only thing I don't like is when you're not home, the conversations that's being had in your house. It was my son-in-law and my grandson. And I told them, when y'all don't, don't even need to come in my house no more. When I leave, don't worry about it. I'll make sure everything is put up, everything is together, and we'll move on from there. Um, this last one, well, Shun told me, I love you, but you got to have my heart. You got to have my heart. You got to be like me. Like, and in my die, she said something was so beautiful. But at that moment, I didn't understand. But I understand it now. She said, don't ask anyone else. Ask me or a ruler. <laughs> if you don't know, don't ask anyone else. Ask me or a ruler. That's it. Because... People are fallible. Today, they love you. Five minutes later, they're ready to see you in the ground. They'll destroy you. And when I tell people things, especially with my family, when I tell people things, it's not that I'm bragging. I don't ever want someone to think that I'm bragging. But sitting here, my signal is Obeyono. And I remember the Babalao 
he said, you'll tell people things as you're educating them. He said, but a lot of people take it as you bragging and they, they turn to disliking you or they'll throw daggers at you in other words. And I'm like, wow. So back to the original. As I'm telling him, I said, no, I got everything for you. I got, you know, I have everything. And then, you know, I sent him like, this is what I'm cooking, slutty lasagna. I was like, you know, I bring the kids over. I got food for the maguas, like for legua. I said, I get up in the morning and set everything up. He was like, oh, so you brought everything for these people, but what are you getting me? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm not getting you nothing. <laughs> oh. You know, through all my years, for all y'all listeners, let me explain. From the day my son was born, right, my mother would throw a party for him. Where people on the block look forward, it was like an event every year. She would go and buy a two or three hundred dollar cake. She would buy the big buckets of ice cream that you see in the ice cream parlor in the brown buckets. She would buy those. She would have all this food cooked. She would have cakes, cookies, toys, everything. And people would come all, all over that block because they knew it was a big event. From the day I had my son when he turned one years old, all the way up until she got sick. Right? And I would either do something nice or get a cake or whatever. And I'm like, wow. Wow. One year, I think I forgot his birthday. Because everything was going on and I'm working and Craig was working. And we forgot his birthday. And he just, oh, that's the only thing he remembers. So the one day we was talking, he was like, oh, my grandmother. But where'd she get all the money from? Because she didn't only have it. <laughs> like, you know, hey. <laughs> but you can't, you can't see that. No one wants to ever look behind the curtain. Majority of everybody wants to see what's in front of them. And if you don't, if you don't acknowledge it, and even when you do, oh, so then why you got to tell me? You act like you're bragging. No. But when you don't say nothing, yo, you have never done anything. Are you serious? So, <clears throat> it, it's funny because when my godmother would talk about everybody's initiation, she would look at me and say, you had the worst. Not the ceremony. The ceremony was beautiful. Oh, that was beautiful. But just being a yawo, and you would think that you would have the love of family and friends. I didn't get that. Every ounce of something good came from strangers. For real. Every ounce of something good came from strangers. Do I hate my family? Not at all. Not at all. Do I, you know, uh, regret them or show envy or pain with them? I don't. I truly don't. I don't. We all have our choices to make, you know, and people will, they will try to guilt trip you or try to use whatever it can to make you feel bad. But I'm here to tell you, don't, do not feel bad. I am grateful 
Because, and it's not comparison. I really raised them to the best of my ability. No, I didn't do it alone. I had help from so many people. And it took a village to raise them. From the schools to everything. Even now when people see them. Oh, wow, you're Donna's kid. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because I kept them active. Right? And the crazy part is. Someone said, and it's true. They said they don't see you now. They appreciate you when you're in the ground. It's especially your your two oldest. They don't they don't see you now. They don't. Everything is like a regret or oh my God, you know, my mother and them, they never did anything for you. And it was like, you know, people will look and be like, yo, I don't know what world you live in. Like, there was no abuse. There was no domestic. There was none of that. Real talk. I remember when there was a forced rumor, you know, that my son so-called made. I was getting high and all of that. Where people in the projects was like, yo, D, we was there. Like, yo, we was there. We was there. Smoking weed is a crime, then that's it. Because that's what you did. But we were there. Your house and your family and everybody was like an open book player. So we know the truth. That shit ain't going to fly. And that was it. You'll have my family that would say, if they call me, right? If they call me and say, oh, what is, what you know, I had a dream. What does this mean? And I go, I don't know. You ain't paying me, nigga. And you know what they say? Oh, I bet you if I was your guy kids, you would tell me. Why are you comparing that? Like, literally. And before, it did. I'm not going to lie. Before, maybe about five years ago, it would. It would bother me. It would. Oh, my God. Like, I would be ready to fight. But now, I laugh. I crack up. I laugh. Because you have nothing else to compare to. But you will attack or try to get at my belief and my religion. They used to tell me, and I don't know how true it is, so I'm just reiterating it because that's all I heard. For the first five years of you being crowned, you're going to go through things. You're going you're gonna to go through a lot. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to stumble. You know, you're going to act the ass because it's you adjusting to your crowning you. But now I can comfortably say, Dorisha, Egon, even Alofi, hear y'all. And that's on y'all. You can't discredit or dog out the religion and then want to be a part of it. Or if something is wrong or broken in your life, now you want help. But this is the same mouth. That you will dog it out with. For real. I used to always say I want all my grandkids to have Kofa. Right? Or Mono. It's not for me to push. I would. I would love. In a perfect world, I would love that. But it won't happen. Not now. 
not now, but I do have faith. I believe that, you know, the saints said what was said and might die, and I believe it. I believe it to the... So, my saying goes, because I always say, no, I can't do that, it's my die. Oh, you take things so literally. I was like, I'm supposed to. Oh, you know, because like the Bible, you, you can't take it literally. Well, the Yitai is not the Bible. That's where you're getting it confused at. So if they tell me don't drink coffee, I'm not going to go and drink two cups and be like, well, literally, they say I may not. No, they say don't drink coffee. If Ogun say don't drink at all, leave the liquor and the, the cigarettes alone. Okay, why? Because you'll die. Say less. Now, literally, I'm going to take that. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do it. Okay. Um. Oh, but you can do it. You just, you, have, you know, come on. They, they know. No, no, they don't. They don't. They, they're telling me because they saved my life. So why would I, if you tell, if, if your spirits, and it's through divination, through ritual, hey, don't drink. I'm not a drinker anyway, so it didn't bother me. But don't drink. Because the reason why, when I do have a drink, I don't know who's good or evil, so I'll fight whoever. That's not healthy. So I don't drink. I was smoking a lot. Yo, don't smoke. Okay. I was sick. We trying to save your life. Say less. I'm here. I'm here. Say less. So it, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want y'all to, because I share my experience. But I don't want y'all to think that on your journey, your family and everybody's supposed to stand next to you and rile you up. And it, No, no, it doesn't always end that way. You, you may get ridiculed. You may get cracked jokes. You may get talked about. You might get gossiped about. Um, you, you may get embarrassed, betrayed, used used. I went down because, you know, this was before the three years, the second year where I was, you know, trying to make money so I can get my Risha. And I was working at Lucky Mojo, not Lucky Mojo, um, Mojo at Raven's shop in Atlanta. I went every day. I was making money. When she summed up the total, I made about 2000 and something close. Yeah, like 2000 something close to three. And because I was at my son's house, every day he would drive me or pick me up or, you know, raving and meet me at one place. Oh, my light bill needs to be paid. Oh, if I'm driving out there, you have to buy me this or you have to do this. And I was like, okay. Because I was, you know, trying. My phone bill would be off. I said, okay, let me take money from my account and pay it. I, my, my insurance. Okay, let me help you with it. Well, I got to I gotta pay this. So there's nothing to eat. Come on, let's go. Right? And each time, oh, when I get money, I'm going to pay you back. I made close, like 2500 right? Working like two weeks I was down there. I left 
with $75 in my pocket. My son said, oh, I'm going to pay you back. Then he tried to justify it and say, well, you was at my house and, you know, I was driving you. And I was like, wow. But no one understood how bad I wanted my Orisha. Like, yeah, I got crowned. I don't even have my Orisha with me. So for three years, I didn't have them. My daughter was moving. They didn't have it. And my godbrother, he, he, did, he gave me $500. Never forget that. I am here telling you, he gave me $500. It was a snowstorm. I was so happy. You know, people was giving me money. And my daughters, when I went into the hospital to get surgery, they had called my son-in-law into work, even though he took off. It called him into work. It was like, oh, you have to come. He said, yo, I'm here with my mother-in-law. And they fired him that day. They fired him. The nurses was crying. For real. Because he was like, yo, I'm at the hospital. You want to talk to the nurses? <laughs> like, they can give you all the information. And they were, they were crying because he got fired. So he has a wife that is pregnant and five kids. Well, four. He has four kids because extra was five. Four kids. Tyler, you know, yeah. So I'm like, wow. But he lost it. I mean, you know, he was... He was hurt, but how are you going to take care of your family? So the money I had, I gave to him for his family. Well, my godbrother, because nobody asked me, <laughs> my godbrother you know, was like, he had told my godmother, like, oh, I gave her $500. That's why I, I tell people, you know, because I, I can't stand when somebody say, oh, well, I fed her. Don't make me a plate and then tell the world, you know. And if you are, thank you. But don't don't make it seem like. So I, I gave it to my 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 son-in-law and my daughter and them so they could move to South Carolina and you know kind of tied them over. So I when he when I found out, I called him and I said, I will pay you back this 500. No, 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 I gave it to you. I was like, but if you need it, you know, or if you have, if you feel some kind of way or whatever, I'll give it back because I was making money then. And I'm like, yo, I got it. Like, I will, I will meet you and hand it right to you. No, no, you keep it. Oh, my God. But mind you, he told all these people, oh, I gave her 500 If you was going to, you, you should have just gave it to me on a live so everybody can see it. <laughs> right? Now, mind you, this is the same God, brother. That while I was making my lives and the young lady that was doing my wigs, using me as her guinea pig, he was like, oh, people are talking about you in those wigs saying you look ugly and you need help. Like you really look messed up. So I posted it and I had over 2,000 likes, two and shit, over 1,000 comments. And I sent it to him. I said, well, these people disagree. So... It's only you and whoever was talking about me. But, and I was like, oh, but when I look at your page, 
you you don't even get three likes. So what? Why am I worrying about you? So just letting you know. <clears throat> but it was it was funny because today, I'm like, I love shopping for spiritual stuff and like getting it prepared because it just it relaxes me. Right? I love it. I love it. So I had to go to the doctor first and get a. Uh, a nerve test. If you ever had those, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, like I said, it's horrible. So I had to do that. And then technically you're supposed to go home, but I knew I couldn't. So I had to run around and get all the stuff and make sure everybody's good. And then, you know, I get up in the morning and just turn on music and just start. Right. And then by the afternoon, have all the kids come over, have a party, make sure they salute, you know, the Arisha and I have cakes and all of that. And they just get to have fun. Right. But before I do that and after I set up, I will sit down and just really give them thanks. Right. And the it'll all be up for seven days. Um, The cakes and stuff, I'll, you know, cut up and whatever's left. I will put in the refrigerator and bring it back out and light the candles and all of that for seven days. Seven days we celebrate, right? So I'm grateful. <clears throat> but to have your family to say, well, you didn't have to do nothing for them. Where's my gift? And you'll be like, wow. Wow. And why did you get in it? And you know what? That's what he said. He said, I see I'm not getting anything. Maybe this religion is not for me. Maybe I should leave it alone. I said, oh, that's you. <laughs> when I tell y'all, do not allow no one to stop your growth. And don't let no one stop your journey. When I say no one, I mean no one. I don't care who it is. It is because my ego, a.k.a. ancestors, and because of my Risha that I'm here, and I came this far, and I've still got more to go. It's because of them. Yes, I love them. Yes, I have faith in them. Yes, I believe in them. Yes, they brought me from the girl being in the project, selling drugs, doing all of that to where I am now, where I speak, I travel, I have a passport. I can be comfortable. If I choose not to do a reading, I don't have to because they make sure I'm good. When I got there today, you know how you'll be like, well, you got to get this, you got to get that, you got to get this. Man, everybody and their mother was so nice. To the littlest things, they were so nice, so accompanying. And here I am thinking, okay, this is going to be this much. Beyond under the price. Where you'll be like, okay, I got to get rum. I know that's going to be $2. What? Wait. Oh, okay. Cakes. You got to order cakes. <laughs> Oh, no, these are this much. What? So it was a blessing in itself to say, we know, we got you. Don't worry. We got you. So <clears throat> I'm going to share the story of what was told to me. Because as I was a Yahweh, I'm serious, every day, 
I would go to the river. I would go to the walk under the bridge. I would go to the crossroads. I sit in the park, talk to Shango, Cabo Sile, go to the church. Like I would be everywhere, right? Because I, I didn't have my Arisha. But I knew around the world I can talk. So while I was sitting on the mat, right, Frank Bell, my Oba, he said, never ask your family for nothing. Don't borrow nothing from them. And don't, don't help them. So you would think, wow, why? That's, you know, that's, that's kind of harsh, right? And you'll try, right? You'll try because it's your family. That's how you'll see it. Like, yo, this is my family. I got to help them. Like, nah, they got to be wrong. Nah, nah. Because, you know, who, who wants to turn their back on their family or whatever? So every part in your ita, the Risha speak. The first one speaks is a legwa, right? And then it goes. So every time someone spoke, Shango spoke too. So it was beautiful, right? It was. It was beautiful. So Shango said, if you want something, ask me. Don't ask them. And it was, everybody was sitting around because he only knew me through ceremony. My godmother and all of them knew me. So we're sitting there and he said, this is the story so you can remember. It was two brothers, right? And the first brother, he would get blessed by the Risha. He didn't want for anything, everything he had. It, you know, it didn't come easy, but he was comfortable. He, he wasn't filthy rich. He was comfortable. But before he did anything, he made sure his Arisha was taken care of. So the brother came to him. And was like, oh, I want, I want to be like you. I want to follow you. So he was like, okay, go through that door and you will have the same thing I have. So the brother had a hidden agenda. Because every time the Santo, the one that was initiated that believed and had faith in Arisha, every time he walked through the door, it was nothing but riches and, you know, beautiful things on the other side. So when the brother walked through, it was nothing there. So then he went around telling everybody, oh, he's a phony. He's a fake. Oh, please, why are you following him? He's stupid. He's lying. And it was, it was so sad. Because every time he tried to walk through the door, there was nothing there but another door. Wasn't nothing there. But when the person that believed and had faith, every time they walked through the door, they only had to walk through one door. And everything they needed was right there. Right? So, Shango said, they won't see the sacrifice, the love, the commitment that you have. They won't see that. My name means... Oshun's heart, right? So <clears throat> I'm like, wow. It was like, look, if they need help, send them somewhere. You can't help them. Because no matter what you do, if it work out, they still not going to appreciate it. And if it don't, they're going to call you a phony and a fake. Now, I know half of y'all remember all the things that went down with my son and stuff and all of that. And how he went 
around just dogging me out. And it was, it was to where I sat down with Shango and it was like, yo, you were right. Like you really were right. Because if you try, or even if you help, they're not, they're not going to appreciate it. They're not going to honor it. They're not going to see it and say, wow, you know, they're not going to say, wow, like, I, I, you know, I believe it for myself. It should be a personal. It should. But most don't. And it's usually the ones. Now, I used to be that person that would run around and be like, well, nobody knows you like your family. But I, I have to change that. Your family knows you. In some instances, the same way you have 24 hours in a day, so do they. And not everybody wants. They say they want it. See, saying it and doing it and putting the work in is two different things. Everybody wants money to be financially fit. Everyone wants, you know, happiness or a love or relationship. But it takes work and it takes healing from what it is you're going through. You cannot keep wearing the same. This is how I see it. You can't keep wearing the same dirty clothes every day and don't think you're not going to smell. That's not going to bring people to you. That's going to move people away from you. You can't say you want money and just sit on your ass and not find a way of getting it. You can't say you want a healthy lifestyle if you are not making the adjustments of going to the doctor, keeping your appointments, changing the way you are changing. You cannot have all of these things if you're not putting the work in. And your family may see that. And because they have the same 24 hours, they're not doing it. But guess what they're going to do? They're going to try to stop you from doing it. Why? With guilt trips, with you know, disrespect, with betrayal, with lies, with gossip. Great. Great. I say great. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. But guess what? It's not going to hurt forever. Keep going. Keep going. Because see, on the other side of that journey of everything you go through, it's peace and bliss. I was talking to my brother and I was telling him about, you know, family and how, you know, the different set I heard, you know, previous podcasts. My brother caught his, he got his feelings. Like, and like, where's the lie? Most people, and he's one of them where you had an event, you had something, I was always there. You didn't come to mind. But yet, and still, you want to tell me about your dreams. You want me to give you inspiration. You want, uh, hi, <laughs> no, no. I love them. But I also, you also have to set up boundaries. And it's okay to say no without regrets, especially if you know you've done everything. And it's not to try to convince people. No, say your no and mean your no. Real talk. Without no regrets, without no animosity, without no guilt, say your no and mean your no. And be happy with that. Live your fucking life because there's no bump beds and caskets. And guess what? I have, I, a friend of mine reminded me, like, yo, you know, you're in my book. And I was like, wow, thanks. And he was like, you know, your essence, like, you know, modeled behind you. And I was like, wow. He was like, yo, you got to come and read for, you know, the movie and stuff. I was like, Wow. I said, yo, when the weather break, I will. I have put my family 
in positions where they can at least have some income. Consistency is key. I can't complain that I'm broke if I'm not getting out there doing something so I don't have to be broke. And I definitely don't try to make myself feel better or by spending money where I know I can't afford. I ain't trying to look fly for nobody. I look good for me. And I'm okay with that. And I know how to say, nah, I'm good. Nah. But I also know that you have to be consistent and persevere. Persistent with the things you want because you got to work for it right being arrogant or trying to get mad at everyone or try to guilt people into giving you stuff that that's it you may get it for a little bit but it won't be consistent <laughs> so what's your other plan i remember my family said oh you know what even my son oh you know what you be scamming people right because you tell them things to make them feel good I should be like you. Maybe I'm in the wrong profession. I should be reading cards. Okay, if that's how you see it. This person had wrote me and was like, oh my God, thank you for being an inspiration. Like, yo, you're great. Um, I, I wouldn't have had the courage to continue. Oh my God, if they knew the real you. Well, what's the real me? Because I'm confused. What, what's the real me? And I only get that sentence when I don't give. I was watching a video that Meek Mill said. He said, you know, when you get money, people always say you changed. And Meek Mill was like, yo, that's a lie. He said he told his family, no, y'all changed. Because when I have no money, y'all never asked me for money. I didn't want anything from me. But now that you see I'm making this dent and I'm, I'm getting myself in a spot where I can't take care of my family, now everybody want to ask me for money. And if I say, yo, I got to do this because you, you have your own responsibilities to take care of. Oh, you changed. If you know that, and this is why I'm grateful for the teachings I did have, right? You signed up for this. This is your responsibility. This is your responsibility. Your Risha and all that. This is yours. Now, you don't have to. But it's your responsibility. You went through all of that. You went through the year of seven days. You went through wearing the white. You went through all the ceremonies. You went through all of the learning and the sitting and all that. You went through all that. So you're not going to take care of them. That's your first responsibility before to me before anything else. So instead of me taking care of my Arisha and celebrating the day that they that Oshun sat on my head, that Ogun was right there with me. That all of Arisha that decided to walk through that door with me, right? To sit with me, to make sure I'm good. I'm supposed to say, you know, never mind. Oh, let me help my son and all of them. Let me give them money. Oh, don't worry. I, I, I'll do it whenever. Don't worry. Are you serious? <laughs> like, you, you really got to understand that, right? So let me say that again. Instead of taking care of your Arisha, your responsibility, your the ones that say, hey, I love her so much, I'm going in with her. Here, put me with her. Yo, here, I'm right here. And each one of them make sure they do something of your life so you can progress. So instead of making sure they're good, because they've always made sure you're good, they're not fallible. They don't like you today and hate you in five minutes. They don't talk about you. They're not gossiping about you. They make sure you're good. 
So instead of them, not put them to the side. Let me make sure everybody else is good here. Let me make sure I send you some money. Let me make sure. Because don't worry about that. Oh, my God. That, that's, that's later. So don't take care of them. Make sure I take care of y'all. The y'all that wasn't there. The y'all that ain't helped one bit. The y'all that don't even want to celebrate. You know who will be in my house? My grandkids. And Didi. Didi will be here. And my grandkids. They'll be here. And I'm grateful. <laughs> so, don't worry about them, but make sure you're good. If that's not selfish and all everything else and the audacity, then I don't know what is. So, I'm letting you know. Today, tomorrow, I will be six years crowned. I have no regrets. And if I had to do it all over again, I would. If everything that I went through, I'll go through it again triple, simple times. Why? Because I'm living and breathing and I am here. When they tell you, hey, you have cervical cancer, you may not be here. I'm getting sick. You see the pictures I show. I'm getting surgeries. I'm getting product. I am getting all these tests. And crying by myself to where they said, I like what I spoke first. I will make sure you're healed of everything as long as you take care of me. And you know how he said, wherever you go, take me with you. I, I like what I've been to Haiti, Florida. I like what I've been everywhere. Wherever I go, I like what goes. So I'm not going to take care of them, but I'm going to take care of people that are human that once I say no, I, you show me who you are. Oh, she ain't shit. She don't want shit. She's horrible. She's this. But when I give you, oh, my God, you're the best mother in the world. Oh, my God, you post my stuff. Oh, you're the best mother. But when I don't give you, oh, you know, my mother's never been there for me. She's never. And if you don't see that toxic, then there's nothing else I can do. But people don't have a short memory. And when they post that... They'll be in my inbox like, but didn't just a few weeks ago, they said they love you. You're the best thing since sliced bread. Now all of a sudden, you ain't shit. How much did they want and what did you say no to? And I laugh because it's true. And guess what? I, I used to care, but now I don't. I do not. Why? Because it was written in my diary. It was written six years ago. It was written. And I'm forever grateful that a ruler say, what is written cannot be erased. What is done can be undone. And I'm grateful for it because I'm still here. Homeless, all of that. Now I have my own crib. I am so grateful. I am grateful beyond we are all, I was, I used to pray and be like, oh my God, I just want us all under one roof. Hey, to say, yo, I'm, I'm going to do something to have people say, hey, you know, Fox five or yo, do this, do this, um, casting call or do to have your name mentioned in rooms where your feet haven't even been to have people promote you to see stars. Rain Pryor, when she got on my page and started talking, I was like, what? This is Richard Pryor's daughter. For having stars come and post D.L. Ugly, Rick Ross, like, yo, it is mesmerizing. 
to where I went to go see Rick Ross do his book signing. And he was like, 